Hey there, I'm Rachel Corbett and welcome to another episode of Small Change, the podcast that's all about the small changes you can make that'll make a big difference to your finances. Now, fear can make us do bizarre things and it is no different for your finances. So behavioural economist Phil Slade is here to tell you how states of panic affect your spending and how to get them under control. How many people at the start of the pandemic rushed out and bought way too much toilet paper. A lot of people. I spent a lot of money on things that I did not need to spend on simply because I was in a state of panic. As most people were at the beginning of the pandemic, we were panicking and therefore we started to spend in ways that weren't very rational. This is not unusual. In fact, Any form of panic or any form of high-activated emotion leads to poor decision-making. What do I mean by high-activated emotion? Well, whether you're scared or whether you're happy or excited or maybe you're angry or maybe you're sad, any highly-activated version of these emotions is going to lead to poor decision-making. The emotions themselves are not bad. If you're scared, that can be really good. But if you're terrified, you're not thinking, you're going to get out there and often you find yourself running into situations that are worse off than where you came from because you're not thinking about it. People that are hyperactive, that are too excited, often can't see the damage that they're doing around them. People that are at a concert and really, really happy and cannot wait to see the artist or the the people that are coming on the stage at the concert often can get so happy to a point that they're ecstatic. And if they're ecstatic for too long, what happens? They faint. Their brain shuts down. What happens when somebody is so angry that they are furious, they're flipping off the chain, often they'll report losing their mind. Often they'll actually drive themselves to such anger that they start to feel faint. Often when it's sadness and they go into despair, you go way past grieving and you're in this this extreme form of sadness. You want Your brain will want to, to, to shut down. You want to lie down and go to sleep and be away from everything. This is what happens when your brain is highly activated. It's because you get a sudden burst of energy that burns really, really intensely and then your brain burns out. And this is what happens with panic. You panic your brain has this sudden influx of adrenaline, this sudden influx of energy, and then it just burns out. And we don't faint when we're often panicking. We often just stay in this extended state of irrational decision-making, almost like our brain has checked out in its own way. Our brain is trying to get away from some sort of threat, do something. It's trying to protect ourselves, but it's actually getting in the way of our good decision-making. So, How do we contain the panic monster? How do we stop panicking? And how do we make sure that we can keep our minds in their best state to make the best decisions? Let's have a look at that. So how do we control the panic monster? Usually I see this panic monster coming out at auctions. When we're at an auction and you're bidding on a house and all of a sudden somebody bids a little bit more that goes over your reserve, what do you do? You start to panic. All those dreams and desires that you've had about this new house, if you don't get this one, what are you going to do? And you can feel the panic monster starting to rise up. And what happens when people panic at auctions? One of two things, they either turn and run away or they start bidding 
recklessly, both situations or both decisions can be terrible and can be the wrong one in that situation. So think about yourself at an auction. What are the things that you can do to keep the panic monster at bay? The first thing is to breathe. Slow things down. Give things time and space. There is always more time than you think. At an auction, you can actually slow the auction down. You might be able to put in a much slower bid or, you know, simply pause. You'll find that the auctioneur or the people in that high sales environment want people to panic. They're trying to get an an air of expectation and excitement. They're wanting high activation emotions because they know that they're going to get a better price for their client if they can keep you highly activated. So another trick that you can do when you're in that moment is just ask a clarifying question. I had a friend that used to be very, very good at this at an auction, and he would ask a question that would seem serious, but would actually just be a way of trying to break the auctioneer's rhythm. And he'd ask questions like, has the tree at the back ever been cut down before? Or do you think that that's a real pain? And then the, you hear the crowd, you hear the, the, almost the groan of, look, that's something that you should have done beforehand. This is not something that we're dealing with. And, and he would play the ignorant fool and he would go, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Of course, of course. But it was just a way of him breaking that moment and for him keeping the panic monster into check. Learn to ask clarifying questions even when inconvenient. The third thing is to ask yourself, if this thing happens to me, if I do something, what's the worst thing that can happen? This can be in relation to feeling fearful about an investment decision that are shares or things that are a little less tangible. You think, okay, if I do this or if I don't do this, what's the worst outcome? Visualize yourself in that outcome. And if you are okay with that outcome, sit with it and realize that it could be an outcome, but that you're actually okay with it. And the the, the results of, a, of an investment going good or bad are very rarely as bad as we think that they are, but it helps quell the fear monster because at the heart of pain, panic is anxiety, which is a fear-based emotion. These things will help you dial panic down to vigilance. Anxiety is not a bad thing, but panic is. The high activation of anxiety needs to be at vigilance or at just concerned, not at panic. So the three things to help dial it down and keep the panic monster at bay. One, breathe. Slow things down. There's always more time. Two, Learn to ask clarifying questions. Three, ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen? Now you know how to deal with that panic monster and tell it to shut the hell up. Phil said it more eloquently than that, but I feel like the sentiment is the same. And if you've got a question for any of our experts, then drop us an email at smallchange at novapodcast.com.au and I'll catch you on Monday for another ep of Small Change.